Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Zeinard. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we're talking about taking your skills from basic to advanced via continuing sewing education. We'll talk through types of sewing courses you can take and what other things you can study to boost your abilities. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something as well. But before we get started, how is everybody doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited. It's my father-in-law's birthday, and we're going to a uh, European restaurant, um, specifically from his area of the world. So I'm going to have myself some schnitzel tonight, and I have really, (gasps) really missed schnitzel in the past few weeks. How about you, Meg? Oh, that sounds so good. I'm doing I'm doing good. I can't believe it's just it just feels like the holidays are just around the corner. Like I know. they just come up so fast and it's like already like things are being decorated and stuff and I just know that the new year's just going to come so fast and I don't know, I just feel like the year went by so slow just like prepping for the wedding and, stuff, and now it's just like ending so quick and I'm just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the whole thing went by fast. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think if you have some a big event like that that kind of like everything is kind of around it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm doing well as well. I just keep wanting to start new projects. Uh Uh-huh. I know the feeling. After being really kind of noncommittal and not knowing what I wanted to do next, I feel like now I have Mm -hmm. too many ideas and not enough time. So you still don't know what you want to do next. That's true. I don't know direction. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing next, except I am working on a project for my husband finally making him oh yeah some pants and um yeah that feels pretty good so mm-hmm. i awesome. sewed something for uh my husband last week as well i sewed him a new pair of little pajama shorts nice that he sleeps in, in this uh like hawaiian fabric it was actually left over from a project i'm sewing for uh the magazine and i had just enough to cut a little pair of shorts him, so he was pretty excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, I yeah. haven't sewed anything for my husband, but we did just get him some fabric, so um, he's oh, getting another t-shirt go. soon. Very mm-hmm. nice. So, all right. You guys want to jump in? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, some of us started sewing informal classes, some of us learned from family, and some of us just picked it up on our own. Whatever way we started, sometimes taking a class is the best way to boost your skills and learn something new. So, let's talk about some of the class options that are actually out there. And I want to start with a quick vote between the three of us. Do you guys prefer to take your courses in person? Person or online? Hmm. I you know what. I don't think I've ever taken an online class. Really? Now that I think about it, <laughs> you've taught a lot. Yeah, I know. I certainly am on the other end of it, but <laughs> that's so funny. I know. I'm definitely. I think I lean towards in person just because. I, I don't know. I, I think that's a nice. It's a nice break from sewing in a room by yourself. And yeah. Um, but at the same time, I feel like my life is so busy right now that online courses probably make yeah. a lot more sense for me. I'm going to cheat and I'm not actually going to answer because I kind of want to have a talk about the pros and cons mm-hmm. of in-person and then you'll courses. Decide after. Yeah, well, I, I want to yeah. talk about my different thoughts on the whole thing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start by talking about in-person courses. Like Amanda said, I think they're really it's really good to get out of your own space and into something new and creative. And I feel like there's really a benefit to being there with other people. Um, mm-hmm. I know some, some online courses you can communicate with the other students, but it's not super typical. And being able to sit and chat back and forth and ask your neighbor for help and stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. that's really valuable. Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. guys think? Absolutely. And I'm, I mean, I think um, I had an experience with this. I, we, I wasn't taking a course with someone, but we are working on the same pattern at the same time. And it was really good to just like kind of check in with each other, help each other through the trouble spots. And like, and I don't know, not again, be sitting there wondering what's wrong with me and why can't I figure this out? Right. Like, yeah. Having a little bit of validation. Um, that, hey, this is a difficult skill to be adding to my repertoire. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's easier to see things happen in person versus mm-hmm. through the eye of a camera. I mean, it it can be really, really useful and you can get a really good zoom and all sorts of nice stuff there, but sometimes you just mm-hmm. wanna see it. And it's mm-hmm. it's different when you get to choose your own angle and how closely you're looking, where you're aiming your eyes and Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think it depends on sort of the students you know, life, just kind of their day-to-day life. So for someone who is in an office setting all day or they're around a lot of people, I could see the appeal of just kind of coming home and learning on your own. Whereas someone who, you know, works from home, like myself, just kind of making that an excuse to get out there and stuff. So I definitely think that that contributes to it as well. Oh, sure. And um, a lot of the classes I've taken in person have been at conventions. Mm -hmm. And then you almost get, oh, yeah. You almost get like a kind of a party feel there. Like everybody's here, everybody's doing their thing, everyone's excited to be in this course and then go on to their next course. And I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of fun there. Yeah, and depending okay. on who the teacher is, you know, there's um, definitely people have their specialties, so you get to meet cool teachers and, and go on Instagram and say you know them. <laughs> and, so, and sometimes they end up writing for you in your magazine. Yes, That's they do occasionally happened to me once or twice. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it's definitely, I feel like there is just an experience aspect of in-person that... Um, is hard to replicate in an online scenario, even though I definitely see some pros of online as well. Oh, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Before we hit pros, though, let's talk about the cons of in-person. You have to leave your house. You have to leave your house. You have to wear pants. <laughs> you have to, yes, you have to wear pants. I, oh. mean, I, I mean, you don't have to. I, if you, you can wear a skirt. Dress, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, uh. I think one of the things that I've noticed before um, is sometimes if it's a skill that's not like something you're really used to, sometimes you can end up kind of starting to fall behind. And, you know, Mm. even if it's I just need to concentrate on this for an extra minute to make sure I'm doing it right. Sometimes by then everybody around you has left you behind and you're like Mm. you feel like you're rushing Mm -hmm. to catch up and you feel like you can't really absorb the knowledge because you're really just trying to get the next seam sewn. Um, And then sometimes you're on the other side of it and everything's really easy for you, but you're surrounded by people who are having more trouble and taking more time. And that's Mm -hmm. not... You know, it's not terrible. It's fine. But at the same time, occasionally you sit there and you're like, okay, I did my thing. Now I'm going to wait five minutes till we're ready for the next stop. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I've been sitting here. I've been, I, you know, I paid this money for this class, right. and now I'm spending mm-hmm. such a good chunk of it just oh, waiting I'm, for everyone to catch up. I'm always that person in the class. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, and I've been both both people. No, I know. I've totally been both, too. Um, <laughs> but definitely, yeah. Yeah, I, I was doing just a little quilting project um, one time mm-hmm. um, at a, a baby lock event, and man, everybody there was like an experienced quilter and I was sitting beside two experienced quilters who were helping me through it but they were like oh this is easy this is just a hard Uh block and I'm like um help (laughs) because I didn't know yeah and so yeah it was like when we did the the craft tours to to Italy there was a cooking class in there and it was just everyone they were already you know rolling out the pasta I was like where do I put this egg I was like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, sometimes sometimes you can get a little frustrated by the pace of the class not matching your own yeah. personal pace. And that's something that you can get around when you're on an online course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also in-person classes. I know I forget where we are right now if we're doing we're doing an in-person con. Yes, we're doing in-person cons. <laughs> <Is> that, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, where are we? Okay. So an in-person con would be sometimes like the ability to ask questions and stuff. It's not as discreet like as online. If you have, maybe you're embarrassed by a question, right. if you feel like it's, you know, which um, so then it, there's that kind of that aspect if you feel kind of uncomfortable, like sharing a question or even like pulling someone aside I don't know so that could be a con to in person as well where online you it's you know private messaging with the instructor usually right. there's um, always a format for that you can kind of just really get to it what you want to ask yeah I don't think I've ever been in an in-person class 
where we actually finished what we were supposed to finish. Mm. And oh, really? And I, and I think that's you know that's a pacing thing, and also. There were lots of people in the class who had lots mm-hmm. of questions that kind of um, mm-hmm. slowed things down a little bit, and that's perfectly okay. But I think that um, that that has been part of my experience. And also, I feel like um, kind of the in-person classes that I'm interested in lately are pretty darn expensive. Yes. Um, oh, they my can gosh. Sometimes, You're so right. They are. You know, it can be – there's a wait list, and, you know, it can be kind of hard to get into them. So um, – yeah, I, I feel like that's definitely a deterrent. Mm-hmm. For sure. And even just the different, I'm just remembering a time when, because I do so much teaching um, courses online, and even it's different coming from a teacher's perspective perspective teaching online and in person and I so I've been teaching online for years and then finally I started doing in-person teaching at an expo um, scenario and I was teaching it was just so funny reflecting on it it was the exact same content I was just bringing an online course to an expo in person and it was just so different and I just it just didn't go as I was planned Mm -hmm. it's just so unexpected I actually like burst into tears after the I just I felt like I like failed every student like not that I failed them but I I failed them as a teacher it just didn't go as well and I was going too fast I just it was just right you crazy you weren't Um, prepared for the people I wasn't I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for the people. Yeah, yeah there's a lot but more. Then, yeah. then I started. I was prepared, um, you know, going forward. But it's just so even in teaching them how drastically different, even though it's the same content, can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course there's the worst part of an online class, or a not. I'm sorry, an in-person class, <laughs> and that is when you've only got one iron in the room and you have to wait in the ironing oh, line. My- that's happened to oh, me before. Ironing line. <laughs> okay, it's probably not the really the worst part, but I thought I did that on a happier note. <laughs> yeah, well, in school we had I think we had two irons, but per like twenty sewing machines, so definitely no an iron line. I I used to yeah, you, students would just bring their own irons because they had the nice big industrial ones, but you would see students starting to to bring their own and their little you know sleeve boards, as mini ironing boards, oh, like yeah. right next to their machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been known to do that in my own office, actually. I, oh, oh, really? I have my own iron that I prefer to use, and this is this is so so ridiculous. But it's a very old iron, and it doesn't have an automatic shut off. And oh, I hate automatic oh, shutoffs because I hate an automatic shut off too. So, so I keep my iron around because I don't ever have yeah. to worry about that. Mm-hmm. It's worth a couple times. It's only seldomly I leave the house I'm like oh did I turn my iron off I don't know and then it's like maybe I wish I had one but it's definitely you know the times when yeah you'd sew a long seam and you go back to the iron and it's cold again you're like oh (laughs) yeah so irritating (laughs) all right so let's have an iron episode girl (laughs) for real yeah, we could totally do that. Um, we could. But it's not this episode. So. It's not this episode, no. <laughs> so let's talk about online courses. What do you guys love about online courses? Um, definitely the convenience factor. Mm-hmm, no pants. Sure. Yeah. And no pants. Just being a little bit more <clears throat> in control of the pacing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you need to pause, you can pause and you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. And if you need to go back and watch something and again, it, you exactly can. go back. Because mm-hmm. sometimes in person, it's stressful to try and retain all the information and because you want to enjoy it as well. But I've definitely even gone back to my old courses and relearned from myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely that aspect is a huge pro for online courses. Well, and, and that able that ability to reproduce means that you can watch it one time and then do it along with the teacher a second time without them right. having to do it twice. Um, and I think that's a really, really valuable thing um meg your your drafting your sloper drafting course i uh i was working with earlier this year and i did i would just sit there and draft it along with you after i watched i watched Uh it and then i drafted it and it was yeah it was fun Mm -hmm. i do always recommend to my um students in my online classes to watch everything all the way through and then go back and actually start do the sewing or the drafting or Mm -hmm. whatever there is to do yeah you didn't even tell me to do that, but I did it anyway. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> Maybe my later. I think I in my later courses, I <laughs> I do that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
in an online course, nobody can ever see you mess up. Um, and you can mess around with it all you want to yeah. and nobody ever knows. And mm-hmm. you're not as time limited. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can if, if the course is an hour long, you can spend six hours on it doing it over and over oh, yeah. and making sure that you have everything perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't take time like that f- out of a teacher's life or the other student's life in an online course. Mm-hmm. Anything else we love about online courses? Um, <laughs> they're probably more affordable. They than, could be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely I think it varies affordable. depending on what you're looking for, but um, yeah. Yeah. You have more money to spend on fabric. That's true. But then you always have to provide your own fabric for an online That's course. That's true. You do. Oh, that is true. And they're like the prep work. Sometimes if you go to mm-hmm. an in person, it's already all prepped out for you and laid, you know, laid out. And yeah, it's all cut and ready to go. It's all cut and ready to go. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, so what are some cons then of online courses? It's hard. For someone like me, so, yeah, it's hard to get, it's hard to, if for, if someone's not real like self-starter, sometimes it could be hard to motivate yourself. Like that's right. why I really do like in-person classes too. Just to kind of get there. Yeah, there's right. like a higher level of accountability too. And if exactly. you, yeah, you gotta, yes. mm-hmm. you gotta show up, and you've you've paid your money, so you want to get your money out of it. Whereas I feel like, you know, you could start a class online and then kind of dip out of it and never go back to it. And you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I do. I mean, I think some of the things we've mentioned of just like there are some processes that are just so amazing to see in person that and that doesn't yeah. quite translate as right. well um well and i think it's harder yeah. to get help too i mean as mm-hmm. as meg mentioned you can yeah c- communicate mm-hmm. with your teacher online and that's great but an online teacher can't pick up your they, project and show you what you're yeah, doing exactly. wrong look at they, the back of mm-hmm. it and, yeah and yeah. they can't be like okay you need to fold it here and pin it like this and then voila you've got your thing yeah um instead they have to try to describe that to you over text mm-hmm. the text and I that's know. hard and it can be it can be frustrating i do as much as i can to students i'm like it would show me a picture of like the inside of you know the garment and then i'm like drawing in Illustrator, like embed the image and lines on top, and sometimes it can get hard. But I mean, yeah, there's not that aspect of uh, yeah being able to like show them really. Yeah, there's definitely there's a distance there, um, and and you don't have the same quite the same sense of community. Um, some places some places try to do that with forums and and groups and everything, but you are very solitary when you're doing an online course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be wearing pants, that's great. But then sometimes if you feel like, you know, sharing your experience with somebody, there's someone to share it with. Yeah, maybe it's it mm-hmm. might not be as fun. Yeah. You know, like the fun kind of unexpected and just like, yeah, the way you connect with people and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I th- I think that's a really good way of boiling it down. Yeah. I think that in-person courses are usually more fun. Mm-hmm. Than oh yeah definitely than an online course but if I mean but if you're in it for the technique and you've got your eyes on the prize and you know you want to get what you want to get out of the course that might not be as important to you well right and yeah. it, it's you don't only go to courses for fun you right. go to courses for knowledge mm-hmm. and so online courses are great for that definitely and you have more control over how you're how you're taking it in and, mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So definitely pros and cons for both. Um, I don't. What's your verdict, Kate? What are you going to do? <laughs> I feel uh, yeah. I feel like at the moment I'm feeling more like I want to go to an in-person course than I want to go to take an online course. Yeah, but I mean I feel like mm-hmm. there's a reason they should both exist. Oh, like definitely. we should have options, and you should probably do both. Yes, yes, that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good answer. And it's also your location it's true. too. Some like I'm fortunate here in Toronto to have access to a ton of great in person classes for sewing and those skills and everything else in between. But if you're, you know, if you have a farm in the country, like sometimes things aren't just as accessible or in a remote location that just doesn't have that as as a. Yeah, that's available. Yeah. That's available. So. Well, and that's mm-hmm. a great point, Meg. And actually, <clears throat> to that point, we'll move on to the next thing on my list, which is how do you find courses um, right. to take? Um, so just 
because I like to keep things very orderly, let's talk about in-person courses first. How do you find in-person courses to take? I think the ones that come to mind for me are really um, centered around the local craft stores and fabric stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's kind of where mm-hmm. I look to first, but I think there are probably um, resources beyond that that I'm not really taking full advantage of, mm-hmm. kind of m- maybe more specialized type mm-hmm. classes, but um, definitely in the Denver area, I think there are a lot of um, there are a lot of opportunities for in-person classes. Um Fancy Tiger Crafts in particular has a really full list of um, craft classes, and that's everything from knitting and weaving to sewing and quilting, needle felting, everything in between, Mm -hmm. Um, and also at a pretty good um, variety of skill levels as well. And I think that's important, too. Um, I think sometimes the bigger chain stores may have offerings for um, beginners but not necessarily right. much beyond that um, so I feel like I feel like fabric stores and craft stores for me are kind of like the go-to um, but mm-hmm. I would also say that I think I know I mean I have Instagram contacts who um, teach one-on-one classes and I'm kind of seeing that more and more um, you know as people yeah. you know have busier schedules, Getting together with a local one-on-one instructor is a good option because they can kind of work around your schedule and and build like a regular um, mm-hmm. kind of class. So like set some goals exactly. And so it's what, not just yeah. a one-off. Um, so I'm seeing that more and more. That's neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I yeah I think is interesting as well, and maybe we could be something that I would want to do. Yeah. In the future, It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and then I think I find even on Instagram, that's how I would find. I do see lots of opportunities in my area and and around Canada too for uh, in person classes. Just on Instagram, just through the people that I follow. I'm never. I, I always know about things going on, but it's not like I Google in person sewing classes, yeah. right? Yeah. So I always find Instagram is a good place to uh, to find those types of things. And if I were to kind of do one, I would look look to there as well to find that. Sure. The other place you can look, of course, is, uh, as I mentioned, I've taken several classes at events. So, um, for example, the American Sewing Guild has a convention every year, and they have a large load of classes in that. Um, The Osqui events have classes. Um, I know there are plenty of sewing retreats out there mm-hmm. um, that involve classes. Um, usually not so much you mm-hmm. pick your classes, but you pick your retreat and then right. do what they want mm-hmm. you to do. So, um, yeah, if there are any events in your area or somewhere you're going to travel to, that can be a great place to find um, mm-hmm. access. And usually they will provide the sewing machines for you, too. So if you're traveling, you don't have to take yours along with you. Yeah, and also community colleges as well, and colleges, their continuing education mm-hmm. programs. Yeah. I actually taught one um, in Toronto at, at George Brown College. They had a continuing, um, like, kind of drafting course, and and it was a night class, and it was kind of kind of fun. It's so that's another way you can go through actual like a school, not. Um, so that's just another yeah, absolutely. Option as well. um, I was going to suggest if you want to do that, um, look to see if they have a fashion school, of course, and if not, right, yes. look for a theater yeah. department because theater departments usually right. have costume construction yeah. classes. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm glad you said that because I forgot. I um, we had a really great community college um, continuing ed program where I used to live in North Carolina, and I took a bunch of classes, actually, including stained glass, which was mm-hmm. awesome. And they're affordable. They are. Like they, are. they are super mm-hmm. affordable. Um, I was also going to mention on events, um, I've been to numerous um, quilt markets and occasionally get to stay for Quilt Festival, uh-huh. and those are really fun. I took a, um, a gel printing class with Pokey Bolton, which was awesome. Um, also... Sashiko by machine, um, and that was before they had like Sashiko machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know those; they were pretty quick classes, but I don't know. I have really fond memories of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, you know, they were. I don't know why I they just for as long as they were, it, they were very impactful, and I came out of them super inspired. Yeah, yeah, 
which uh-huh. I think is maybe yeah. kind of half the half the benefit of taking a class in the first place. It's, it's kind of about what you yeah what you learn, but then mm-hmm. kind of where you want to head next. Yeah, because you always uh-huh. come out with kind of some direction. Yeah, I took a, a sewing uh-huh. with silk class nice. at the American Sewing Guild one year, and I came out of that, you know, like give me some silk. Yeah, now I know how to sew this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing I thought of in a, um, for in-person and online, if you were to do an in-person, you wouldn't be working with maybe all of your tools and your machines that you would could take those skills back to. I just it's thought true, of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, so if you're learning online, you're kind of learning with the tools and the machines that you would always have access to. But if you were to go to an in-person, maybe they would have like a different – like machine or a different way of do I, I don't know that was just something I just randomly thought of right now sitting here totally and, just, and I it's just yeah it's not even really a protocol it's just something to consider yeah, well it's kind of um, it's kind of both because mm-hmm. on the one hand yeah. you it's good to learn right. with your own stuff but on the other hand you might discover uh-huh. tools that you had never used yeah. before that you love and you want to spend mm-hmm. more time with mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah I mean I feel like I've definitely been in classes, though, where, like, the machine was half the battle. Like, you had to oh, figure yeah. out yes. how this particular yeah, even machine if you're not worked. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and that, then after that, you could, you know, actually engage mm-hmm. in the class. But it was kind yeah. of distracting, for sure. True. Because mm-hmm. I was just thinking on my eyes, we were sitting here. I'm like, oh, I want to take, like, a cooking class as I was, because that is something I really need to brush up on. But I was thinking I would rather do it in an online class because then I I don't want to go to a like, fancy cooking school and have all these like cool cooking tools. I'm like, oh, it sounds easy right. there. And I try and get right. home. I'm like, I don't have like this special tool or that, you know, as good as pots and pans or something, you know, that was just some, or, and then I just related it back to sewing. I'm like, that could totally be the same thing there too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just thought of that. That's it. That's a good point. And I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, real quick, because we're starting to run a little long, let's talk about where yeah. to find <laughs> some online courses. I don't think we can really get away with not mentioning the ones on I which know. we <laughs> teach, which are Virta Style Academy. Kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Style Academy and So Daily TV, where you can find me, Amanda, and Meg teaching various things, right. along with many other very talented teachers. Um, yes. So you can always check that out. Um, where else do you find online courses? I think just even a good old like Google search too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sure, you know you or just um like a pattern designer that you follow. Sometimes they have their own platforms for teaching yes. their own patterns. You can learn that way as well. Yes, I had noted down that um, indie pattern companies will often do yep. sew alongs or courses around their patterns. One of the ones that comes to mind is the uh, closet case patterns. Oh, they have yeah, she has fabulous videos and courses. Yeah, she has some great courses. Mm-hmm. There's one about jeans that are around her ginger jeans. I think there's a jacket one. There's sort of a basics one. And so that's always that's always a place to look. Um, similarly, um, sewing bloggers and influencers and podcasters also sometimes have those additional video platforms. Um, for example, the um, hosts of the Sewing Out Loud podcast um, and SewHere.com, they have a couple of great classes, including the Made to Measure Leggings. And if you like leggings, I highly recommend this class because you draft them to fit your own body, and it's amazing and so much fun to do with Mallory and ZD. So um, I know I probably shouldn't have done that because we've got our Loveland Leggings course in our own no. thing. But I really enjoyed – I actually did that one in person with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do it online anytime you want to. So mm-hmm. you could check that out if you feel so inclined. That sounds so cool. I want to do that. You do. It's so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, um, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but Mimi G has – a what what yeah. is her sewing academy called? Sew it academy. Sew it academy. So sew it academy. I haven't yeah. gotten to um, explore too much into that, but it looks like so professional and amazing, and I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, I, and a menswear yeah. uh, influence as well. Sometimes that's a, a niche that isn't often very hit, true. So there are some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and you can always also check out sewing machine companies, their mm-hmm. websites. They they do some stuff like that sometimes. Um, theirs might be a little bit more around their specific machines, um, but they can mm-hmm. also have some useful information on there for just sewing in general. Yeah. And if you're weary about online online courses or you haven't tried one but you'd like to, we offer on um, so, so Daily TV and on Birdot as well free free ones mm-hmm. uh, very right like they're coming more regularly where where we have lots of i know even planned for next year so always check back and you know they're open for registration for for free for a month so you know you can always just check it out and then just see if it's for you or not yeah. there's no harm yeah just check it out register yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't know when this when would this episode be going live uh it Let is me. thanksgiving in america which is I don't remember the the twenty eighth. So yeah, so I the a glam dress so along will be free when this go it, it ends on December first. So if you're listening to this before December first, um, a class with me uh, to make a these this really cool glamorous maxi dress. You can check it out and we'll link it in the show notes so you'll have a couple days to check it out for free oh my gosh that dress would be yeah, so good for the holidays that ties in so don't you think oh yeah like if you oh. did it in mm-hmm. a kind of a swishy metallic fabric that would be amazing oh my gosh i know yes mm-hmm. and also oh, it's such a good pattern interestingly just about the time meg's spring <laughs> school <right>. closes <laughs> on the december i believe second um one goes free that goes up for free that uh, is with amanda and me for sewing a lovely wool coat so um you can try that if you miss out on the dress yeah i think it's a it's a neat format they're kind of more sew along focused um but i think mm-hmm. I, I don't know we hear from people that they um you know it's pretty project based but hear from people that they pick up tips along the way and um, yeah. and it is pretty community based so I think it I think you're right I think it's a good foray into online courses mm-hmm. and it's free and it's free <laughs> and it's free alright yes. awesome <laughs> let's take a quick break and then come back and yeah. talk about some other skills so you know how to sew pretty well in fact but what if you want to start thinking even broader and learn new skills that would enhance your overall sewing practice that isn't exactly let's say sewing so have you ever taken a class or learned something new that wasn't sewing and if so what and did it enhance your sewing practice in any way just for an example um when I was in school, I was taking kind of art and sketching classes. It's not learning how to sew, but I think it's it helps kind of the overall, my sewing practice. It better gets my ideas on paper for my next sewing project. So there are some types of things that you can learn that kind of just enhance your sewing, you know? Do you guys have any experiences with anything like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, like you, when I was in college, I had to take a certain amount of art Um and it was actually, you know, because I was in a design field um, and uh-huh. I tried to avoid sketching as much as possible because I kind of hate sketching. But um, I took yeah. a color theory class, which is oh. was really fascinating. And I got to Love I got that. to play with paint and pastels and I got to color random things and make gradients from white to black and it was just it was really fun and I like to go back to that sometimes when I'm looking at you know oh I want something to pop on this on this piece that I'm making mm-hmm. what is a color that pops with the color I'm already using that sort of thing yeah yeah that's cool I like that I am really um into making custom fabric so I'll kinds of surface design um, I mentioned oh, that I yeah. took the gel printing class at um, Quilt Festival and that was really fun but I've also done some stuff with block printing and a little bit of dyeing although I'm not really I don't think that's the perfect oh. fit for me <laughs> yeah. um, oh I tried to tell I once said oh that it was not even someone in the 70s would yeah. look like in it's the air. So it was so bad. The thing, the thing about dying is, sorry, I'm going to have a philosophical moment. So one of the crafts that okay. I do that has nothing to do with sewing is I make soap from scratch. Oh, right. And one of the things that you have to know when you're making soap, you have to understand that you only have so much control over what's going to happen because right. there is a chemical reaction happening, and that is 
totally outside. I mean, it's sort of within your control because you set it off. But once it starts happening, it's going to do what it's going to do. And you can try to control these different elements of what's going on to try to make it go slower or faster or whatever. But there's a certain amount of control you just don't have. And it's kind of the same thing with dying, is you have Mm. to go into dying understanding that something is going to happen that you're not prepared for. Unless you're like a real Mm -hmm. expert dyer and you're working with fabric that you know perfectly well and dye that you know perfectly well, sometimes you just have to say, "Mm, this is going to be a little splotchy and I'm just going to have to be okay with that. It's true. I think that's why dying is not a good fit for me. (laughs) That and I always try to dye mystery fabric from the thrift store, and I never know what it is. So you need to do a burn test. Yeah, Yeah, I should do a burn test. But I have a cousin who is an artist, and uh, she has been messing around with uh, natural dyes lately. And she says her goal is not just to not be able, not just to not recreate something, but not be able to recreate it, even if she wanted to that's cool yeah i like it um Mm -hmm. i have not taken a class yet on this but i have been dying to um (laughs) there's a couple of people um who travel and teach shoemaking um oh my gosh the ones i've seen are more like sandal focused and they are amazing. I mean the the pieces that people end up with the sandals that people end up with look like they cost hundreds of dollars and um, the classes themselves are pretty expensive which is why I haven't taken part yet but that is definitely on my list. When you get around to it let me know because I want to do that with you. Yeah I'm I'm itching to for sure. Yep that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah another I have written down here like there's just so many too like even like a math class can mm. really help in some sewing. geometry or something. <laughs> you would never know in high school. I was fractions, math, man. right? And then you get into sewing world, and I use math all the time <laughs> in oh, sewing. It's just fractions, especially. Yeah. I mean, you're usually probably working with the metric system, right, Meg? Uh, I usually do imperial. Oh, okay, so so you know, yeah. it's it's not just as easy as dividing by ten. A lot of times, it's eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually I think Canada is mainly metric, but I uh, I prefer in school we were taught the industry in the fashion industry in North America it is imperial. Okay. So even in fashion school we were only taught um, imperial. So I kind of stuck to that. Mm-hmm. All right. I was really thinking hard about um, taking a knitting class this fall. I didn't get to it, um, but I can see that coming back around again because I feel like. Um, especially when it gets cooler, like sitting in my dark, kind of chilly basement sewing room is not as appealing. And I, mm-hmm. it is kind of like away from the rest of the family happenings. So I was really kind of wanting something that I could, you know, be doing while I travel, mm-hmm. be doing while mm-hmm. I'm somewhat watching my children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I definitely, <laughs> and I and I do think that that's, um, I mean, we talk about sewing in the slow fashion sense. Knitting is definitely super slow right. fashion. Well, and I, I do a lot of crafts like that myself. I, for me, sewing is like a whole body hobby. Yeah, because you have that. to be at your sewing machine. You have right. to be going up to the iron. You have to you have to dedicate your basically you have to dedicate your body to doing it. And I have a series of other things which are mostly just hands mm-hmm. that you can take that I can take around that I can do in front of the TV that I can take into meetings sometimes, um, and that includes knitting and crochet and even cross stitch mm-hmm. um, are yeah, are really great yeah. things for for that. Yeah. And I don't know how much they ever apply to my sewing, but well, my hand eye coordination mm-hmm. is really good because I've been cross stitching since I was like ten. Um, so ah. my fine my fine hand eye coordination with a needle is pretty pretty darn good. <laughs> oh yeah, that would definitely translate. Yeah, I took a cross stitch class and um, it just kind of got me thinking as how I could incorporate into new design elements for sewing garments. So I was thinking like cool like pockets and stuff like that. I've never actually done it, but it just kind of got it. Just mm-hmm. sometimes learning a new skill just kind of inspires you to incorporate to something new and switch something up in in your sewing, I think, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, I'm a total nerd. You both know I'm a total nerd, and I like to play. Uh-huh. I like to play role playing games, uh, mostly tabletop. Um, but you know, when I'm coming up with characters for that, um, one of the things that I think about is how my character would dress, what what kind of clothes they would wear to do the things that they're doing, um, and that's always an interesting little part of that process where my two hobbies kind of cross over there. Amanda's nice. smirking at me. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Some other another thing that is is I would have never thought it when I was learning about it, but just how it influences sewing as well is just computer skills and knowing Adobe mm-hmm. and even Illustrator. You can draft whole patterns in Illustrator and then break that down to print out. Like it's it's just crazy. Some just computer tools that you would know. And even in Photoshop, editing um, photos or creating prints for fabrics, like just knowing those types of skills can really enhance like a, a project or make it extra custom or something. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I've also um, thought in the past about um, taking photography classes. I mean, I don't I right. think that yeah. um, I don't necessarily have the equipment right now to to start that wholeheartedly. But, um, you know, I think that Instagram has kind of opened up a whole world yeah. of like um, of other skills that are kind of related to sewing. But um but they're kind of more tangential. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're good learning opportunities if you want them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even something that was more specific, I guess, to my situation. But um, when I was, you know, even just starting interning at Berta many, many years ago, I wanted to take a German class just so because I was just seeing so many yeah. <laughs> German words on fat and it would just kind of make my job easier it would enhance my sewing in when it pertains to bird so I always wanted to take sewing is related class. to everything you guys sewing is actually Meg sent me to the bird style website but um, they've recently revamped their American website and it's still having some bugs mm-hmm. so Meg sent me to the German one and I'm like all right Duolingo <laughs> let's <laughs> see what you did for me and if I can navigate my way around this site and I actually did okay nice nice <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so is there any skill that you would be looking to so amanda it's um, on amanda's list is perhaps a shoe making class that's really i think that's Correct? the main one that's that's, that's the yeah, main that's one that's the one that i am currently pondering mm-hmm. nice and kate what's on your kind of next skill that you'd like to learn more about to enhance your sewing next skill oh i don't know i think i want to steal amanda's and do shoemaking too that sounds like so much fun (gasps) you both could just each make one shoe and then you'd have a pair i don't think we have the same size feet (laughs) yeah i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) what i want to do actually i want to take it, it would enhance my exact sewing but kind of you know my uh sewing in terms of my career but i just really want to take more of like a creative writing class or writing so I can better describe what I'm sewing sometimes I'm just it's lime green and it's puffy I don't know <laughs> you know I, so, I was I would an English major so I took a lot of I did a lot of writing um, but it oh, yeah. hasn't really occurred to me to continue with that and yeah. I really um, I can't remember who it was somebody in my again in my Instagram feed was like I'm going away and taking a writing I'm doing a writing retreat and I was like oh, oh that I sounds that. amazing because I I definitely used to do more creative writing and yeah. um but it's been a long time since I've dedicated any energy to that at all mm-hmm. me too mm-hmm. yeah and considering I'm just so bad at no I'm not bad at, I'm bad at I was just going to say I'm bad at reading. I'm bad at reading like books. <laughs> like I, I'm meaning I get a book and I mean to read and I don't read it. Yeah, it's hard to. Hard. So maybe that would get me into yeah. that more because I do want to. Because um, I always think that that helps as yeah. well. Yeah, it's hard to make time for all the things. Yep, there are. Oh, a lot I know. Of if only I could. I can watch TV as I sew, but I can't read as it's I sew. It's true. Sew. That's true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm the, now yeah, inspired. This is a great conversation about online. Yeah, online, in person education, different things that you can do. Just always good to learn yeah, something keep new. Learning. It's always yeah, keep learning. You can never stop learning. All right, let's talk 
Sojo. This is the point in the show when we discuss our sewing mojo slash our sewing inspiration um, for the week. And Meg, why don't you go first? Oh, uh, I was hoping you wouldn't go to me first because I don't know myself. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'll rescue you, Meg. You think about it. I'll talk. Okay. Go, Kate. I don't know. I've just been kind of, I don't know. I'm in a rut, but you go for it. Maybe okay. I'll. Okay. Well, we had some very sad news last week here in Denver. Um, Colorado Mm -hmm. Fabrics, which is a long-time institution here in Colorado, though it it changed from Denver Fabrics a while ago, Um, they are closing down. They are an amazing fabric store. They've got some really fantastic stuff. Um, And so, of course, like the vulture I am, I went over on Saturday and bought a bunch of discount fabric. Um, so as sad as it is that the store is closing, I do have a bunch of excitement around a large pile of fabric that I acquired for myself. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with all of it, but um, I definitely got um, some knit wool, um, which is very soft, that I'm going to make some leggings out of for when it gets very cold. And I got some fabric that kind of reminds me of Ponty, but it's fleece lined. So it's kind of like sweatshirt fabric, but it's not so cottony Um, and I think that is going to turn into a nice cozy cardigan so those are the first couple of ones on my list and then I still have to start figuring out what I'm doing with the rest nice fabric very Mm -hmm. inspiring yes yeah fabric can be so so inspiring well I think that I finally have a plan for my sew frosting um, and I better finish it by the end of the month I mean not really. I can I can continue on after the official challenge is, yeah. is gone. But um, I think it lasts till like the end of the it? year. Okay. That's when I think. I mean, it's I a- feel like people <laughs> talk about it year round. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited. I just have to make some time for it, and I am starting to get into sewing gift mode. Um, oh I think yeah, that yeah. I've got a few things on my list, and I'm going to try to get started here soon. Um, so yeah, I might I might just block out a period of time when I when I that I dedicate to that, but I'm starting to feel mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think last week I talked about what I wanted to do for so frosting, but kind of I thought about it. I'm going to adapt it a little bit. I was going to do the metallic faux fur clear coat, but now I'm just going to do the sleeves. I just like the look of like a bigger sleeve and then because the body has all sorts of like darts and there's some seaming and a lot of seam and faux fur just don't go together isn't ideal so yeah but then I just thought oh if like a puffy sleeve so I guess that is still my sojo um I haven't started it I just I'm in I'm kind of just like a a rut well I don't know if any um I don't know I forget if I've talked about this on the podcast or not though my my dear bunny had surgery uh last week and so his kind of recovery cage has taken over my ironing board. And so I, I don't have like a designated ironing spot. So sometimes it's like hard for me to just jump into like a, because I always need to have my ironing station set out. And so I've just been kind of putting that off as an excuse to, <laughs> and so I've only been really working with, with knits. I've been sewing a bunch of stuff for, as I mentioned earlier, the magazine. So I'm just kind of getting back into it. So yeah, I think my sew frosting will kind of pull me yeah, out of it. Yeah, for sure. So it's still kind of, Meg, yeah. you need to reassure our listeners that Bunny's okay. Oh yes, and Bunny is doing great. He, he, um, yeah, he's doing great. He's just his scar needs to heal up, but he's hopping around like him, like his old self. So it all's good. All right, I knew everyone would need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk so and tell. On our last episode, we asked. What's the coziest thing you've ever sewn? Let's let's read a few of those responses. We, yeah, so we had a um, comment on Instagram from wildflower.stitched, and they said, My coziest makes have been a couple of hashtags sewing Nora by Tilly Buttons made up in some bright, bold prints. Nice. Ooh, sounds cozy. Mm, I love that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I sew cozy. Definitely, like, have a few favorites that you remake in really yeah. nice fabrics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next response is from Sew Melwick. I think that's how you pronounce it on Instagram, um, who said, oh, so many cozy ideas. 
I also <laughs> love the Jolly Yoko boxy turtleneck, another free pattern. And my coziest make is probably a tie between my sweater knit Yoko and the Vogue 9275 tunic I made from a squi- squishy stretch velour. Ooh, squishy. That even sounds I know. Like I've squishy. Been, I've oh. been really tempted. I'm going to start to describe fabrics as yeah. squishy. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I'm taking that. <laughs> All right. And one more. Uh, Joyce Freshleaf on Instagram told us, oh, my gosh, you guys, I love this so much. I made two fleece dinosaur onesies for me and my boyfriend uh. to be lazy, cozy couch dinos together. From the scraps, I made a tiny one for if we ever have a baby. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's fleece so dinosaur onesie. That's it's, all you need. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to hunt down I some pictures. Baby I know. One. I know. Uh, oh. And just, I just, wow. I thought the onesie trend was a little. I was pretty iffy on the onesie trend when it started. What like? I don't know. It's it's five, still going six years real ago, strong. but I tell you, every year it gets more and more tempting. I know. <laughs> there, are, there are codes like one onesies in every store that I go uh-huh. into. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, so for this episode, we wanted to know what kind of sewing classes would you like to take? Um, let us know on Instagram, via email, or on our show notes page, and we may read your responses next uh-huh. time we're on air. Also wanted to remind everyone um, to take our podcast survey. Um, You can find that on the show notes page, and we'll link it um, in Instagram as well. That's open through the end of November, um, and there is a lovely freebie with that, a nice little free sewing pattern. Um, But we really appreciate your feedback on what you like about what we're doing and what you don't like, um, all that sort of stuff. you know, we've been doing this for a year, and we want to make sure we're not yeah. doing it badly. Yeah, and and as we think about <laughs> next year, we want to know what you like, what what um, didn't yeah. resonate with we you. We want to cater exactly. to you. What do you want to? What do you want to know? So yeah, yeah, you get your chance to um, shape this podcast content along with us. Hmm. And thanks for sticking with us for a oh, year. Yes. Or for sticking with us Hopefully for one more episode. Yeah. If that's Either all you've way, listened yes. to so far. We <laughs> like all of our listeners. <laughs> all right, everybody. Oh, fun episode. Definitely a fun episode. Yeah. I think I'm going to steal on one of the things we all said and make it our uh, title. We said, keep learning. And yeah. I love that. So I love you that. guys, keep learning. Yeah. I also really liked, what do I do with this egg? Yeah. <laughs> As a potential title. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or Meg is bad at reading. <laughs> just, that's okay. Kate's bad at Instagram. Yeah. We're, fine. We're all, we've all got our things. Do it thank, oh, thanks so that. much for tuning in, you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks Happy everyone. stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer.